The Toby Gribbon Show. Highlights. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Peter James is an award-winning author who's had 19 Sunday Times number one bestsellers. The latest intensely gripping instalment in James's award-winning DS Roy Grace series, Picture You Dead, finds Detective Superintendent Roy Grace plunged into the mystifying and exclusive world of fine art when a priceless painting turns up in a car boot sale. And Peter is on the line with us here. How are you doing today? I'm very good, Toby. Great to talk to you. Yeah, it's great to have you on the show. So what's the inspiration behind the new book, Picture You Dead? I guess there's there's two inspirations behind Picture You Dead. The first is that I love writing uh, what I call the the everyday sinister, things that could happen to any of us. And my wife and I have always been big fans of going to car boot sales. Uh, And I think a lot of us who go to car boot sales have that dream that one day we're going to buy something that turns out to be priceless. And the central character in Picture You Dead, he's a small-time builder, she's a teacher, and they love car boot sales. They go most Sundays. And this particular Sunday, they see this horrible painting. It's an (laughs) ugly, ugly old woman's face, but in this beautiful frame. And they buy it for 20 quid, but the plan is they're going to take it home, cut the picture out, um, put something they love in it. But when they get it home, they realize there's something underneath, another painting. And they very carefully remove the surface painting. And there is this stunning landscape with these two lovers in a medieval setting. And Antiques Roadshow by sheer chance is coming to Sussex. (laughs) So they take it along and the expert looks at it and he says, well, look, I can't tell you for sure whether this is genuine or not right now. I said, but it looks to me like a long lost Fragonard from 1770. And I can tell you the last Fragonard sold at auction for 17 million pounds. And that is when their nightmare starts. <laughs> yeah. now that, that's, if you like, the, the principle set up for the story. Um, and then the other inspiration was I met this amazing character called David Hanty back in 2015. David began life as forging Irish logbooks. And then in 1996, he discovered that uh, he read an article that people in Hong Kong desperate to get out before the Hong Kong handover. 
so he started forging passports and it was doing really well. He forged, he had orders for 3,000, a thousand pounds each. Wow. Um, and he bought a house in the center of Brighton and turned it into a full on passport forging factory. He was you know, binding, printing, binding, dispatching, and literally raking the money in. One fatal flaw in the two spelling mistakes in the passports. Oh. They had Her Britannic Majesty spelled with a single N. <laughs> and Her Majesty spelled M-A-G-E-S-T-Y rather than J. <laughs> and right in the middle of all their happy days, the front doors kicked open and five of Brighton's finest boys in blue <laughs> nick them. And he gets five years in jail, learns to paint in jail, and discovers he's absolutely brilliant at copying Modigliani, Picasso, and Lowry. <laughs> Comes out of prison, and suddenly all these long-lost Picassos and Lowrys start turning up on the art market. Uh, he's rearrested, <laughs> um, But then he, he realizes he's got a lot of interest from celebrities. And he thinks, well, what I'll do is I'll just I'll do these copies, but I'll put my own name on. And he had an exhibition in Brighton of his copies, which he asked me to open. This was 2015. And I, I always remember when I went to his house the first time, there was a blue plate on the door, which said David Henty, world's number one art forger. And I said, I thought you only got a blue plate when you were dead. He said, yeah, I forged it. <laughs> um, anyway, we had the art exhibition and he did really well. And he was so grateful he gave me a Lowry. Uh, <laughs> And we hung it, my wife and I, Laura and I, hung it at home. And we had an art expert to dinner by sheer chance a few weeks later, Tim Wanacott. He's, he's been a, a television host himself on, on various shows about art. And, and I think he was a director of Sullivan's. And he looked at the Lowry and he said, wow, that's a lovely painting. I said, do you think it's original? And he looked at it for a couple of minutes. He said, there's nothing here that's telling me that this is fake. Mm. So I said to David Henty, I said, can, can you fake, fake a do a fake, a forgery that's so good, that let's say a Fragonard, because I'd, I'd, I'd always loved particularly Fragonard's fate gallant style of painting. And I said, could you fake a Fragonard so well that even the world's number one authority in Fragonard could not tell it was? And he said, absolutely. And, and he told me how he'd do it. Um, and he, he said, you know, he said, I'll, I'll start with, um, it's all in the book. He said, I'll start with a, I've got a mate who's an antique dealer in France. There's loads of old church paintings from that period. So I get a church painting from around 1750, 1760. It probably cost me four grand. I said, then I, I've got another mate who works in Brighton Museum. I get him to get me a, an old smock from that period. And I'd wear it the whole time so that I don't get any modern clothing fibers. And what I deliberately do is get some of the fibers from the smock into the, into the, into the paint. So if they ever carbon date it, it'll sort of show up from that period. Uh, and he, he kind of went on from, from there with all the different tricks of his trade. <laughs> That's quite clever, actually. So how did the process of writing this book compare to previous ones? Well, what was um, great is that this story does revolve around... Um, one of the things I said to Dave Henty, I said, OK, so if you could create a, a fake so well it's, it's not discernible, um, what you know? What do you do that for? And he said, mostly it's people these days who've got paintings that are incredibly high value, you know, 20, 40, 100 million, uh, and they don't want to have the painting on show because of the insurance costs. So they yeah. put my copy up and they put the original on the vault. Uh, and I said, you know, have you ever been tempted to give them two copies? And he said, you yeah, know, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but I think one of the things that differentiated is that he is actually a, a central character in the book. I, I've changed his name yeah. to Daniel Hegarty, but he's very thinly veiled. He and so what was kind of quite fun was having a kind of a quasi villain that, that, that was for real and, and I could meet up with, and uh, and I think that helped me get a lot of the kind of the feeling of authenticity. And what I did love was learning about skullduggery in the art world and, and just how. Um, easy it is for fakes to come into, into the market. Um, he told me only about four years ago, he he was in a car boot sale and he saw a painting for sale for three pounds that looked like a Vanessa Bell. Vanessa Bell was Virginia Woolf's sister. Mm. She was quite an accomplished painter, not a big name painter. He said, but he said, I, I bought it. He said, I got home. I went to a museum what, what shows Vanessa Bell and she got really easy things, it was just VB. I took a photograph, came home, I scrubbed off the signature was on it, painted VB on, copied it. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash post. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Put a few, <laughs> chemical, put a few chemicals on to age it. I put it on eBay. Might be, might be Vanessa Bell. Sold it for 800 quid. Wow. A year later, he walks into an art gallery in Lewis in Sussex. And there it is, hanging on the wall, original Vanessa Bell, six grand. <laughs> now, you've had 19 Sunday Times number one bestsellers. Does that still excite you every time you get one? It so does. It, it's still the biggest thrill. I remember when I, when I first had my first book published back in 1981, my dream was to one day walk into an airport and just see one copy of my book on a shelf somewhere. (laughs) And then, then of course, I used to dream of just having one week. I would die happily if I could have had one week in the top 10, even number 10. 
And I, I do, I, I get I get a huge kick out of being in the bestseller charts. I, it's, it's, a, it's a magic feeling. I just love the idea that people are buying the books and enjoying them. Uh, and now, you know, with the television series as well, and also with the stage plays, I've got a, a new stage play with the Roy Gray stage play called Wish You Were Dead that starts on national tour in um, February. It's going to be up in Scotland. It'll be playing certainly Glasgow and Edinburgh. Yeah, um, sounds exciting. And, and I, I love it. It'll be my sixth stage play. Um, I remember when the first stage play came on and it was dead simple. And Tina Hobley was in it and she played this villain. And she turned to me and she said, you must feel like God. <laughs> we were all in your head. And now we're all standing on the stage. <laughs> it really made me laugh. But I, I love I love the live theatre. I, I love sitting at the back of the theatre and, and, and watching the audience. And I, I've learned quite a lot just from what they react to. You know, I've learned that people do love a female villain. Yeah. 72% of us apparently enjoy reading crime novels. What do you think it is about crime novels that draws us to them? It's, it is an amazing statistic. I, I think it's yeah. not just one thing. I think it's a number of things. I think, firstly, I think we all quite enjoyed solving puzzles. And yeah. I think part of the fun people have with crime novels is trying to beat the detective to, 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 to the solution. Um, then I think at a much deeper level, um, one of the things that's going on, you know, we're in a dark world and i think the crime novel enables us to be scared in a safe way you know we we open the pages we come across maybe a gruesome murder or two we 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 get some thrills some spills but at the end of the book hopefully roy grace or rebus or whoever the detective is is going to take us to a safe place he's going to lock up the bad guys we're going to close the book and suddenly the world's going to feel a slightly better place I think there's that element to it. And I, and I think also we are fascinated. What is the difference between you and me and the person who can kill? You know, is there a difference? Yeah. You know, we're all capable of killing. You know, we're all capable of strangling someone or <laughs> stabbing them with a <laughs> knife. But most of us luckily don't. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I think we, we are alongside that. You know, we're programmed as human beings to survive. Mm. And I think that, you know... If we see a bad car car crash, and you know, we 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 kind of look, and I don't think we look because we're ghouls or vultures. I think we look to see what what can we learn from that that mm. we can avoid ever getting in that situation. And I think the crime novel, the same applies. What can we learn from that person getting murdered or that person getting horribly assaulted? Uh, to make sure that neither I nor any of my loved ones are ever going to put ourselves in that position. I think that's going on at a much deeper level. Um, and I think also we we do enjoy being thrilled. And I, and I think few books provide that same thrill that, that a crime novel provides. And maybe in particular, some kind of murder mystery, the ending can be quite satisfying that it's all tied up nicely. I think... The ending is the most important thing. I, 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 I what, what takes me the longest time when I'm writing is is that first page. I can spend up to a couple of weeks sometimes on getting that first page right because I think the first yeah. page sets the tone for the book, and then the ending. If you take your reader on on a journey, and you know some people will read a book quickly, some might spend several days, if not weeks, reading it bit by bit. 
you've got to deliver an ending that they go either wow or you know i think the worst thing somebody could go at the end of the book is go oh said it (laughs) (laughs) you've got to make sure that uh, and i and i always love trying to catch people out with just one little twist at the end just when you think you the reader thinks they're ahead of ahead of roy grace and ahead of me i'd like to just pull the rug slightly now of course your roy grace series has been made into a TV series, which must be exciting. Did you ever imagine that would happen? Well, I never imagined it would happen so well. Um, I've had yeah. three previous uh, before Roy Grace books adapted into many series, and I was never happy with any of them. And so, uh, so I was really scared with Roy Grace because I remember, you know, if you have a bad adaptation, it can actually hurt you as a writer. Um, and I, yeah, I had a pretty bad one a few books back, and, and I I was really worried, but. I am overjoyed at, at, at a number of things. I think, firstly, the casting of John Sim as Roy Grace has just been masterly. Apart from the fact that he's he's really taken the trouble to get into the role. I, I have a real-life former detective, homicide detective called Dave Gaylor, who I've worked with for years and trying to get the authenticity of the books. And, and John has worked with him, too, just brilliantly. Um, and we've had, I mean, the, the series has done incredibly. We've, we've been the... the the highest ratings across all channels every Sunday that Grace has been on. Uh, we even beat Peaky Blinders, which I was very pleased about. Uh, I love that show too. Um, but what, and they're, they're filming again at the moment for, for next year. And I've, I've got a, I've got a cameo, uh, I play a play a detective in one of them. I'm sitting in the back of the detectives' room. If you sort of, if you if you blink, you'll miss me. Yeah. Uh, but I think the casting has just been amazing. If I'd when the first Roy Grace when I wrote the first Roy Grace Dead Simple back in two thousand and three four, if I had to do a, a photo fit of my character, I, I would have come up with John Sim. Well, where are we able to find your latest book, Picture You Dead? You can you can order it obviously on places like Amazon. You can find it in your local independent bookshops. And I, and I always say to people, do try to support your independent bookshops. If, if it hadn't been for the Indies, I don't know I'd ever have remained a published author. They were the ones that supported me through my kind of early days of writing. Um, but it'll be in every, every, pretty much every supermarket that sells book and, uh, and everywhere. Um, I'd have to hope that everyone who buys Picture You Dead will, will have fun with it. Yeah. Well, many thanks for joining us today. It's been very interesting to talk to you. Toby, thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. Great to talk to you too. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. The Throbbing Pulse of Sound, the Toby Gribbon Show.